Hi, it's Daniel, and I've got Michelle joining me today. Hi, it's Michelle, and I've got Daniel joining me today. And I've got Michelle joining me today. Yeah, and I've got Daniel joining me today. You're Michelle. And you're Daniel. Yes, this is Good Chat. How have you been, Michelle? Still in lockdown, so nothing really to report. How are you? I'm good. I started to read that screenplay you sent me. I got as far as finishing the teaser and I haven't yet continued on. Now, this does not reflect on your work at all, Michelle. It just takes me a very long time to read something I never learned how to read. Oh my. No, I just procrastinate so much when it comes to reading. Well, did you enjoy the teaser? Yes, I wanted to know what happens next. Ideally, I would have already read it so I could give you a little bit of feedback, but I just haven't had the time, Michelle, you know, with everything going on at the moment. I'm just so busy, Michelle. Sure. Look, no pressure because I've already moved on to a different TV pilot. So I'm just churning them out, you know. Wow. Look at you go. Yeah, it's fun. It's something to do. I have a template, so it feels really easy. (laughs) Is it like one of those things where you just basically fill in keywords and it just generates a script for you? Actually, it's all generated by an AI. I have no input. (laughs) You are the AI. Mm. Okay, Michelle, now we've got to get through this today. We've got to make it snappy because I've actually got a birthday to attend after this. How are you going to a birthday in the middle of lockdown? It's a surprise birthday on Zoom, so (gasps) (laughs) I don't know how that's going to work. I've never done one of those before. That should be interesting. It will be interesting nonetheless. Are you going to have cake? Did you buy cake for yourself and you're all going to eat cake at the same time? No, Michelle. Should have planned. (laughs) So this is our second podcast in lockdown. I actually don't mind it. I think I'm getting used to it. It's kind of like a phone conversation. Yeah. Though I don't know if you could tell, I sound a bit clearer today. It's because I've actually got a proper microphone, so. Oh, I thought it was just because of all the sting that you had last time. Your voice is sounding better. Yeah, thank you. I asked my mom what she thought of the last episode and she said that she didn't appreciate me talking about my face being wet. So I just want to assure everyone, including my mother, that I have a completely dry face for this podcast today. So good to know. No steam required. I'm feeling energized and I'm feeling ready to talk for about mm, 40 minutes. So let's get started. Let's do it. So do you want to say what we're talking about today? Today we're talking about Stan. Yeah. Stan offers unlimited access to thousands of hours of entertainment, first-run exclusives, iconic series, and movies. Start your 30-day free trial now. (laughs) Oh, a laugh track. Love that. No, Michelle, not that Stan. Oh, okay. We're talking about Stan culture. Ooh, Stan culture. I Stan. Who do you Stan? Definitely not you. Oh, well, fair enough. Haven't read my script, so. Okay, so the definition of a stan from Urban Dictionary is a crazed and or obsessed fan. And the term comes from the song Stan by Eminem. The term stan is used to describe a fan who goes to great lengths to obsess over a celebrity. So stan, stalker fan. All of which describes me perfectly. 100%. And the definition for stan culture is... It describes an online phenomenon which communities of stalker fans or stands, I like the way that it's been put, overly enthusiastic support of a favorite celebrity online called standing, including at times impassioned, coordinated attacks against detractors and critics. I think that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I think so too. But of course, it's not just exclusively for standing celebrities. You can basically stand anything. Yeah, I definitely stand a lot of things. I stand TV shows, I stand franchises, I do stand celebrities, I stand music, online personalities, influencers. I have great admiration for people who are inaccessible, so. Sure. I stand things, but I definitely feel like you are the biggest stand. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not a reflection of all of Stan culture, but I definitely have no life, so I need this. And I'm here for it. And these are the common terms used as well, which tie a lot into drag culture as well. You know, I stand, we stand, you stand, we all stand for ice cream. Sleigh boots, real nice tea for the gods, the house down. <laughs> yeah, I'll edit that out in post. So I'm here for it. We're here for it. That term I remember from a Naomi Campbell interview. Now, I don't know if that's where it originated or if it's just coincidence, but there is an interview where Naomi Campbell is being asked about receiving blood diamonds. And this is what she says. And I'm not going to speak about that. Thank you very much. And I'm not here for that. She's not here for that, Michelle. Definitely not. Tea. Tea is juicy gossip. So if you have the tea, you serve that tea. You give them third degree burns with a scalding hot tea. I feel like I use a lot of these terms in contexts where people don't know what they mean. Yep. So people look at me quite odd. It's very much part of my everyday vocabulary. So I will, in an everyday circumstance, rather than ask what happened or what's going on. or What is the 411? Sure. People say that. I will literally come in and be like, so what's the tea? I think in most cases, people are familiar with the term now because it's all over pop culture. There's a good chance that they're going to know what you're talking about. I mean, young people, sure. Yeah. I say it around boomers a lot and they just look at me like I'm nuts. (laughs) Oh, you want some tea, do you? No, Karen, not that kind of tea. The best tea. Mm. The scalding hot tea. The best tea will snatch your wig, Michelle. The best tea will set you free. (laughs) Well, like we've said, Michelle, we definitely have touched on this before, but what is stand culture? What does it involve? I don't know. (laughs) I think a big part of it is seen as negative. It's seen as this community of people that if you dare speak ill of anyone or anything that they stand, sometimes a celebrity will say something and if they don't like it, they'll basically launch an attack on this person and flood them with hate comments and try and cancel them. So Michelle, what do you stand? Okay. So we've talked about this before, TV shows. I think it was one of our first episodes. So people should know this. Gilmore Girls, love, charmed, love. Wait, wait a minute, Michelle. Can I just confirm? You're telling me that you stand and are obsessed with charmed? This is brand new information. Absolutely brand new information. Can I just say the new charm, the reboot? I can't remember if I talked about this before, but as everyone knows and everyone should know, Shannon Doherty left after season three of the original Charmed devastating but rose mcgowan jumped in and all was well she's such a quitter well apparently she may have gone fired i don't know behind the scenes drama we'll never know shannon doherty played the oldest telekinetic sister sure three seasons into the new charmed the oldest telekinetic sister has announced that she's leaving the show and this is really devastating because i thought this reboot of charmed would be a chance for them to have like a consistent three sisters all the way through the run of the show and that's ruined and a lot of people speculating what happened behind the scenes why she's decided to leave the curse of the older sister exactly i was so upset about this yeah i was gonna say probably the only person devastated by this is you michelle i'm sure if you look on reddit there are at least 12 other people (laughs) fair enough What does this mean for the future of the show? Well, they've renewed for a fourth season still, but I don't know how much longer it's going to go after that. And I'm really worried. Yeah. Well, as you know, I stopped watching season three about halfway through. This is not a plug, but now season three is on Stan, so I can continue watching it at my leisure. Is the streaming service Stan available in countries outside of Australia? I don't think so. Okay, because according to the analytics, we actually have people that listen to us from the United States, which is very exciting. Yeah, or maybe it's just people on VPNs. Okay, well, I want to live in my own reality and think that we've gone international. We are truly global. 
Mr. Worldwide. Okay, people. But yeah, no, really upsetting because Madeline Mantock, who played the older sister, was a really good actress. She played Macy, who was the best of the three, in my opinion. And I don't know how the show is going to go without her. Obviously, they're going to have to do the same thing that they did in the original. They're probably going to find a long lost sister. Which she was originally anyway, right? Yes. Yeah, so this is the difference. In the original Charmed, the three grew up together. They all knew each other. But in the reboot, they kind of did the whole long lost sister thing from the get-go. So now they have to do it a second time. So... It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. I feel like her character probably had the most drama, so she might have just been over that. This is the tea gather round, children. Apparently, there's speculation that she wasn't happy with the direction of her character and how the show was being run. So I think that that's the tea. I'm not sure if there was any drama between the cast, but it's all speculation. We'll never know for sure. She seemed to at least agree to wrap up her character. She stayed around for the whole season, and obviously there was advance warning that she wanted to leave. That wasn't so much the case with Shannon Doherty. She gave in her four weeks notice. She definitely did. So, because they wrapped up her character, like they managed to kill her off. Wow, Michelle, spoiler. Oh my God, no one's going to watch. It's fine. No one's watching this but me. <laughs> well, you did want me to watch it. Yeah. And look how that went. So what else do you stand? Well, as a huge Game of Thrones fan, I stand Amelia Clark. I stand her yeah. character Daenerys until the last season where all of that was ruined and now I can't rewatch the show. I actually saw Gwendolyn Christie live in concert, Michelle. Didn't you see her in the audience at a concert? Yeah. Well, she was pulled up on stage at Madonna's concert to be her unapologetic bitch for that show. And she had had a few drinks and was the biggest Madonna fan and was just slurring. It was interesting. And she stands. She's a stan. Yeah, 100%. Love it. I also stand a lot of sitcoms like Friends. Friends is one of the only sitcoms that makes me laugh when I watch it. So I love that. And I also stand podcasts. So I loved Frenemies, which was Ethan Klein and Trisha Paytas before it fell apart. But I also stand the Good Chat podcast. Never heard of it. Mm -hmm. Trixie and Katya from Drag Race. I love them. I love everything they do. They have a podcast at the moment, which I'm living for, but I hate when they bring on guests because I don't know them. And I'm just like, no, I just want them to. I don't want these other people. Fair enough. What about you? What do you stand? Probably the biggest thing that I stand is music. I have stand music for as long as I can remember. This is going to sound really cliche, but no matter what you're feeling, no matter what you're going through, no matter what your mood, there's always something to listen to. And I've constantly got music playing, whether it be in real life or in my head, there's always something playing. Mm, The soundtrack of your lived experience. Sure. It's definitely something that I turn to. I used to stand musicians more in the past. I remember when I was a huge Lady Gaga stand. Yeah. There was a period where I was obsessed with Sia during the Thousand Forms of Fear phase, but I don't really follow her anymore. I hear that she's problematic now, which that's up to subjective opinion, I guess. I don't really know the controversies around her. I know that she did a picture film about people with autism, but she didn't properly represent that in the casting, I think was the issue. I remember that. I haven't seen the movie, but I do remember her specifically saying she ran it by the appropriate people and she was given the advice that she was given. And then it turned out that, in fact, people still found it offensive and or misrepresented. Are they sure they just didn't like the film? Because I heard it it wasn't well received for creative reasons too, but I can't comment. I did not watch it. Maybe we can watch it and do a future episode about it. Ugh. I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> sure. Speaking of Sia and A Thousand Forms of Fear, I have that album on vinyl, Michelle. You have everything on vinyl. And I definitely stand vinyl records. I have been obsessed with them since I was a kid and I've always been so fascinated by them. And I know the process of how they're made and how they work, but I still can't completely get my head around it. It still blows my mind. So how does it work, you ask, Michelle? 
Sure. Well, I'm glad you asked, Michelle. <laughs> so the music is played and there is a lathe that cuts into a lacquer disc and then the disc is coated in metal and the metal plates are peeled off and they become the stamper for the record and the vinyl is usually melted into a ball or a puck and that's placed into a machine and the stamper squashes the vinyl into the record shape while also imprinting it with the music grooves. And the grooves on the disc have microscopic valleys and peaks. So when you're playing the record on your turntable, the needle goes through these grooves and vibrates and reproduces the sound. And that's how you hear the music. It's still so amazing to me, Michelle. Wow. I'm learning so much about engineering and mechanical machines. Sure. Hashtag we love science. I also stand the TV show The Nanny, which I'm sure I've mentioned before and you are familiar with, Michelle. Yeah. I think I have watched this TV show the most out of any other TV show ever. I am still to this day re-watching the series. I've seen it so many times and I still enjoy it. It's just so iconic and it's just, it's still funny. Like when Bryden's got a problem and he says to Fran, oh, forget it, it's too embarrassing. And Fran says, honey, you're talking to a woman whose underpants fell off in Bloomingdale's. I kicked him to the Lancome counter and kept on walking. But anyway, Michelle, we'll save this for a segment later in the episode. The nanny definitely has rewatch value. Also, I've heard because I've never watched it once, but. Wow. But I know that it is something that has endured. Oh, my phone just restarted itself for no reason. Very disrespectful, Michelle. Okay, weird. Don't know what that was about. But Stan, what I don't stand is my phone breaking. Sure. I also stand chips. Are you familiar? With chips? Yes. <laughs> I love chips. I love potato chips. I love corn chips. I love twisties. Tubes are back temporarily, which is amazing. Can't wait to get some of those. And I'm always in the mood for chips. Like I could always have chips. Chocolate, it's nice and I have it, but you can get to a point with chocolate where you've had enough. But with chips, like I've always got time for chips. It's hard for me to stand foods or particular snacks because I go through phases. I go in and out. Sometimes I feel like something and I'll have it over and over for the next few weeks until I'm bored of it and I'll move on to something else. Yeah, Michelle, that sounds like you. Oh, what have you heard? We can talk about this later. Sure. I also stand genuine people, Michelle. I stand loyalty. I stand... Oh, hold on. My mom just called Um. me. (laughs) I stand mothers because they call you in the middle of your podcast just to check in. Absolutely. Do you know what I think, Michelle? What? Let's find out what Kate stands. Okay, Michelle, I'm going to have to switch the setup so your quality is going to turn into crap during the call, okay? Okay. Hello. Hey, Kate, it's Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Hello. It's Michelle as well. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you, Kate? I'm great. Learn it, live it, love it. Live, laugh, love. All right, Karen. We have a question for you. Okay, I'm ready. Who do you stand? Ooh, can you stand a thing or does it have to be a person? You can stand anything. Um, well, I stand RuPaul's Drag Race as a whole. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the disappointment <laughs> I heard. Michelle was very deflated. I would say I stand Adam Driver. Definitely, and I'm an Adam Driver stan. Oh, that's random. What's it, random? Oh, <laughs> excuse me? I mean... I feel judgment. I thought this was a safe space. Look, I knew you liked him, but I didn't know he was at the top of your standing list. Yeah, he's at the top. Kate, did you watch Marriage Story? Yes, of course. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Eh, whoa, 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 whoa. 
I wouldn't say enjoy is the word for that movie. Okay, because I was going to say, I felt like it was very, very long and a lot of the scenes, I'm just like, this should have ended 10 minutes ago. I get that. I think it was great performances by great actors, but yeah, it was a bit tedious. Okay. And I'm like, I'm not going to ever watch it again. I didn't watch it, but I remember YouTube algorithm recommending me all the fighting scenes from it. It was titled Best Acting Ever. Sure. And it was just them screaming at each other. The argument where he gets really angry, he brings it. That's the pinnacle of the movie. And Laura Dern, because Laura Dern is fantastic. I could give or take Scarlett Johansson. What else do you stand? I don't know. Can I know what do you both stand? Kate, you'll have to listen to the podcast. Obviously, I will. I listen to every episode. Well, we know, you know, I stand charm. Yes. You know, I stand Gilmore Girls. I stand music, vinyl records. But I feel like you standing vinyl records is just a hobby. Do you kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> Nerd culture is another one. Star Wars. Which culture? They stand witchy star. Sure. What do you think I stand? I think you stand gothic culture. Yeah. I've always described you as goth, but make it colourful. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I that. I stand a lot of punk bands. Do you know what, Kate? What? I stand you. I send you both. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. We're not paying you for this, Kate. Oh, in that case, goodbye. (laughs) Okay, well, it's been nice (laughs) chatting to you. Thank you so much. It was lovely chatting to you both. Bye. Bye. Enjoy your afternoon. You too, bye. I stand, Kate. Yes. I stand you too, Michelle. Nice stand you. Oh, it's like a full circle, complete moment of standing north, south, east and west. We can make things happen, Michelle. So we know that the term stan is obviously referring to a stalker fan, obsessed fan. And there are definitely times where this gets out of hand. So I'm not trying to make it okay, but in most of these cases, there would be some level of mental illness or being unwell. There are instances where the fan ends up hurting or in some cases killing the person they're obsessed with. This happens outside of fame and all of that as well. But one of the most famous ones is Selena. Oh, yeah. They did a movie about her, didn't they? Yeah. J-Lo played Selena in the movie. There was also a series on Netflix in recent years. So she was shot by the manager of her fan club. In the movie, it's depicted as she's really obsessed with Selena and she starts to feel, I guess, neglected or that she doesn't have time for her anymore and ends up shooting her. And to this day, Yolanda Saldiva is still serving her life sentence. So I didn't actually know who she was until the Netflix series. Oh, right. Yeah. I had seen the movie years ago and I was actually watching the Netflix series and in my usual fashion, stopped watching it. What year did she die again? She died in 1995. Yeah, that was a year after I was born, so I didn't really know her. Fair enough. They had fan clubs online in 1995. wasn't online, Michelle. Oh. Do you know in the old days, Michelle, you would send in your registration form or whatever it was through the mail. They'll send you newsletters. They'll send you things through the mail, magazines, whatever it was. Like, are you serious? I'm for real, Michelle. Were you in a fan club that involved a mailing list of this kind? (laughs) Yes, I was. Oh. For a short time, I was part of the Spice Girls fan club and they'd send you fan magazines, newsletter updates. And when you signed up, they'd send you a postcard. You know, sometimes I forget you're older than me until moments like this. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And then we've got stalking cases. I recently watched an interview that Lily Allen gave a few years back about her stalker experience. There was this guy who would be tweeting her and you know her song, The Fear? 
Yeah. So this guy was claiming that he wrote the fee and he wanted some kind of credit or some kind of compensation. And so he would be tweeting her things and his Twitter account was something like Lily Allen is RIP. So he would be tweeting her and she'd notice these tweets. And obviously she probably at the time had the most followers on Twitter and one day some guy showed up to her house which she wasn't there but her assistant was answered the door he said he was a friend of hers and if she was home and then he grabbed a pile of her mail from inside and left long story short he sent her letters one day at one of her shows she realized that he was there because he was holding up a sign that was referring to these things that this guy was saying in the letters and the tweets and she alerted someone that this guy was there the police were alerted and basically they installed a panic alarm in her apartment and after about six months nothing really happened so they took that back and were satisfied that this wasn't continuing until one day where he made his way into her house and was in her bedroom with what she believes to be a knife under his shirt because he did later tell police that he was wanting to put a knife through her face. Oh my gosh. A friend of hers was staying with her at the time, so she wasn't alone, but her kids were also across the hall in their bedroom. So this would have been terrifying as it is, but there was an altercation. In the end, when the police came around to take a statement from her, I don't think that there was much that they were willing to do in regards to a stalking case. And then she realized that her handbag was actually missing. So now they could actually do something because it was a burglary, quote unquote. Wait, so let me just get my head around this. The guy breaks into her room with a knife. There's an altercation. Yeah. And the police still can't do anything. I think this was one of the main issues that she was highlighting by telling her story, her disappointment and I guess being failed by the police system. So it was treated like a burglary and she basically got her own lawyer for the stalking charges. She wanted it to be treated as stalking so that way he can get the help that he needs. Which brings me back to a story that I've told about my experience with her in 2009. This would have been around that time as well. So now it makes perfect sense as to why she didn't want to stop and sign an autograph for me. I mean, neither would I. That would be traumatic. Yeah. What I'm saying is stand culture can sometimes get a little bit dangerous. Yes. When you're breaking into people's houses, you definitely know you've crossed the line. (laughs) For sure. Okay. So now for something completely different, we're going to change the tone a little bit, aren't we, Michelle? Yes, I'm really excited about this segment, actually. What are we going to do? We're going to act out, well, it's more of a table read, some scenes from... Michelle's screenplay. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, God, no. No, (laughs) too cringe. I got it. We've got a short bit from The Nanny, which is your thing. Yep. And then we've got two things from Friends, Mm. which, by the way, this is off the record. You pick one of the Friends scenes. Why would you pick it if you don't like the show? I have said before that Friends doesn't make me laugh, but I have to say there is an exception to the little scene that I picked, the little exchange that I've selected to my shame. It does make me laugh, Michelle. Okay. Let's do the nanny one first because this is actually a scene I don't know. So I'm reading these words and I have no idea what the scene looked like. So it'll be interesting for me. And obviously this is your pick. So you know what it is. Don't worry. I'm sure you'll do very well, Michelle. This is like my acting dream come true. This is really exciting. All right. So I'll just give a bit of background on this scene. So basically Fran is the nanny. Maggie is the child. Maggie was interested in this boy and wanted to go on a date with him. But the only way she was allowed to go on the date was if Fran would go as a chaperone. And it appears now that the boy is more interested in Fran than he is in Maggie. And so Maggie's not happy. She's in her bedroom. She's upset. And Fran is going to fix things. Okay. So I'll be Fran. You'll be Maggie. So Fran is holding a box of Malamars and is knocking on Maggie's bedroom door. Go away. Fran opens the bedroom door. I couldn't hear you. Did you say come in? 
No, but do what you want. You will anyway. I brought you some Malamars. I'm too depressed to eat. Gee, I wish depression had that effect on me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know how humiliated I feel losing my boyfriend to my nanny? Honey, I think you're too old to have a nanny. I mean, it's all right for Bryden and Gracie, but I'd like to think of you and I more like friends. Some friends. Do friends steal their friend's boyfriend? Absolutely not. I mean, take me and Val. Sure, there were plenty of times where we would meet a guy, she would fall in love with him, he would fall in love with me, or I would fall in love with him, and he would fall in love with... No, that never happened. (laughs) The point is, though, we never let it ruin our friendship, and that's the official girlfriend's code. The what? You never heard of the official girlfriend's code? The OGC. No. Oh, what do they teach you in those private schools? (laughs) Rule number one. You never gossip about your best friend, a totally moronic rule that nobody follows. So we'll move on to rule number two. If a girl falls for a guy and the idiot guy falls for her effervescent but totally blameless friend, then the aforementioned friend is obliged to dump him. You would do that for me? Honey, it's the OGC. Maybe I will have one of those Malamars. Rule number three. When it comes to Malamar... I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> rule number three. When it comes to chocolate, it's every girl for herself. And scene. Oh, and scene. So let's do the one that you've selected, which is about 1,100 pages long. Oh, my gosh. Sorry, it is a long scene, but this is one of my favourite skits from Friends. I see it all the time, and every time I see it, I find it so funny. Do I need to give background? Yeah, yeah. I'll give a bit of background. It's uh, Rachel and Phoebe. Rachel has a gift certificate for a massage place and Phoebe has told her that she can't go because massage chains are all evil, but Rachel is going to get her free massage anyway in secret. And from memory, there was a point where they ripped up the gift certificate to prove that they weren't going to go, but you'll see what happens. Oh, we'll wait and see how this unfolds. Well, I guess it's technically two scenes. So for the first scene, you can play Rachel and I'll play the receptionist that greets her. All right, let me just put on my Rachel wig. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. So Rachel approaches the reception desk. Hi there. Hello. Welcome to Lavender Day Spa. How may I help you? All right. Hi, I have a massage appointment under Rachel Green and here is my gift certificate. This has been torn up. And taped back together. Okay, I'll call you as soon as your massage therapist is ready. Okay. Have a seat through the glass doors. <laughs> through the glass doors? Through the glass doors. Alrighty then. Okay, so Rachel exits and Phoebe enters. I guess you'll play Phoebe. Okay. Phoebe, your next client is in the waiting room. Okay, do we have to talk like that when they're not around? Phoebe notices Rachel and she panics. Oh no, 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 no. Listen, is there someone who can fill in for me? Sorry, everyone is booked. But that woman can't know that I work here. She's a friend of mine and I made this big stink about how awful these massage chains are. Then why do you work here? Because it's good money. (laughs) That doesn't change the fact that this is an evil blood-sucking corporate machine. Well, I think this is a great place to work. Phoebe looks around suspiciously. Okay, are they listening? (laughs) So next scene, this is just Phoebe and Rachel. So do you want to switch it up and I'll play Phoebe and you can play Rachel? Okay. So Rachel's ready for her massage. Phoebe peeks through the door. She speaks with a Swedish accent. Oh, I didn't prepare for this. <laughs> it's time for your massage, yeah? Put your face in the hall. Sounds a bit Scottish, but whatever. We'll just roll with it. Wow, a Swedish massage from a real Swedish person. Okay, well, then I'm Swedish. So what's your name? 
It's a normal Swedish name, IKEA. Wow, what an interesting name. Yeah, Rachel goes to lift her head. You know, I'm kind of. Phoebe pushes Rachel's head down. Time for your scalp massage. Wow, I really love your. <gasps> she has put it together. Is something wrong? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Is something wrong? No, it's just uh, it feels so good, IKEA. Hey, say you'll know this. What's the capital of Sweden? Um, Stockholm. Damn, I wish I knew if that was right. So cut to later in the session. Phoebe is singing in Swedish. <laughs> oh gosh. And that's the Swedish national anthem. Thank you for asking. Wow, IKEA, what a rich culture. You know, I have a friend who was a masseuse. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's not very good though. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And why do you think that is? I don't know. Maybe because she's got such callously fingers from playing crummy guitar. Or maybe she has trouble listening your nuts because you're such a high-maintenance tight ass. Phoebe! You know it's me. For like half an hour. Man, can you lie about Sweden? How can you come here? How could you not tell me you worked here? I don't have to tell you everything. Yes, you do if you're going to make me feel guilty for getting a free massage. Tips not included. Oh, Phoebe, why did you lie to me about working here? Because I was ashamed, okay? I sold out for the cash. And they give me benefits like medical and dental and a 401k. <laughs> but you know, you pay a price. Now I'm this corporate stooge and punching a clock and ugh, paying taxes. Phoebe, honey, if you hate it so much, you should walk out there right now and quit. Be true to what you believe in. Honey, you have principles and I so admire that. I don't have any. <laughs> You know what? You're right. I'm going to quit. It's time I took my life back. Good for you, Phoebes. Phoebe exits to the hallway. If you guys have microphones in there, I didn't mean any of that. I love you. And scene. And scene. <laughs> well done. Oh my God, what a performance. <laughs> I forgot about the whole Swedish part. That was actually harder than I thought it was going to be. You really picked a doozy. And you deserve to win a Grammy for that scene, Michelle. Well, thank you. I really gave it my all. Sure. You know that Grammys are for music, by the way. Oh. Okay, so let's do the very small exchange that I've selected from friends. Oh, yeah, this is much shorter. (laughs) It's like three lines. You can be Amy, Rachel's other sister, and I'll be Rachel. So basically, Amy, Rachel's other sister, is not happy about Rachel not choosing her to be the next of kin for her child. Amy walks over to the couch and sits down next to Rachel. Ugh. Ugh. In case you hadn't noticed, I'm not talking to you. You know, this This is classic Rachel. Yeah, yeah, right. Remember in high school when I died and didn't give you my baby? This might be my one chance to have a baby, Rachel. I mean, you know that I've been so busy focusing on my career. What career? I'm a decorator. Okay, you decorate dad's office, so now you're a decorator? Okay, I went to the zoo yesterday and now I'm a koala bear. And that's it. I don't know why Americans always call it koala bear. I know. There's a song that says, don't call me a koala bear because I'm not a bear at all. But anyway. Don't call me gaga. Show me your teeth. (laughs) Michelle, were you here for that? I was here for that. I stand, 100%. I feel like working on a sitcom would be the funnest job in the world. And as we just heard, you would be a natural. But if all else fails, you could always be a voice actor. It's good to have backup plans. Sure. Okay, so we're going to wrap up in a moment. But before we do, here's a word from our sponsor. Tired of having boring parties? Want your next event to be the talk of the town? 
Good Chat Budget Entertainment presents Good Chat Good Party Mix Volume 1 But without the bits that we couldn't afford Get any party started with the Scream track from D-Light's Groove is in the Heart Dance the night away to that annoying bit in Beyonce's Run the World Rock out to the hi-hat from Mariah Carey's Emotions And chill out at the end of your big night with Kylie Minogue's Whisper Track from Time Bomb. Why don't you move your body to my body before we disappear? Also available, Friends, the complete whole entire series collection box set. Experience friends like never before without the laugh track. Well, it's not funny anyway. Relive your favorite moments, but with something missing, such as You attacked your ex-wife. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I tried. Maybe we could attack them together. Pizza's on the way. I told you we wouldn't have to get up. What if we have to pee? I'll cancel the sodas. Hey, do you guys want to go see a movie? Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, thieves? No, thanks. I've already seen one. And coming soon, Twilight without the bad acting. So basically, just a blank screen. What are you waiting for? Someone to hold your boobs? Call 0055-826-986 to order yours now. Customer satisfaction not guaranteed. May be completely unauthorized and lead to your arrest. Okay, so stand culture. It's something that I do. It's something that I do. It's something that we do together. together. We deserve to be cancelled after that, Michelle. We love our shows. We love our music. Daniel loves his vinyl. And chips. And chips. So you can stand whatever you want to your heart's content. Just don't get into the dark side. Standing, we're here for it. We're here for you. We're here for each other, Michelle. And if you stand us, feel free to comment, like, subscribe. I don't think we've ever said that before. Sure. Michelle, what's your pay ID? I didn't have that. <laughs> we've learned that Michelle is a great actor. Oh, am I? I mean, I'm just trying to be nice. Oh. But it was fun. It was fun. We should do that again. I actually think I did amazing, but whatever. All right, moving on. I have to head off to my next appointment, Michelle, the Zoom surprise birthday party. Okay, well, we'll wrap up. I do want to say, though, I really do miss having you here with me, but I will see you when I see you. Oh, that's so nice of you. I'll see you on the other side. This has been Good Chat. Good Chat. Bye. Bye. Michelle, I'm still recording. We'll turn it off.